Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Hello, everybody. Things are going very smooth on our end. No technical difficulties here. Everything is on time and great. Yes, uh, I am not editing all the bumps in in post-production. Going to have to put in uh, pauses for us in between segments because Riverside is working perfectly. Elle is on vacation this week, so we are joined by Amanda, a.k.a. Frank the Turtle. Hello. (laughs) Amanda, with a powerful introduction, like I invited she her. She doesn't on, like, need an a... introduction. It's Amanda. I know, but yeah, but she, like, <laughs> I, I I told her this was coming up like a month ahead of time, and she was like, "I I know what I'm going to say when I get on the mic. It's going to be hello." Oh, yes. I thought about it for three or four weeks. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was that was the dream. That was the plan. But yeah, I uh, like Amanda's like in in a way to me is it's funny because it's just when her story came out and all that kind of stuff, she was just like the star of like this movement for like a moment where I was just like, Oh man, like Amanda's even talking to me. Like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like I honestly have to say that that is something that did happen to me back then. And like one of my friend, one of my friends who like listens to the pod and is like very tangential, he like freaked out the first time I like interviewed her. She, he was like, she's like, Oh my God, she was at January 6th. She did all this stuff. Like, I can't believe you're talking to her. And I was like, yeah, I am. It's crazy. It's just was like, it January 6th. Yes. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she stormed the Capitol. She's, I mean, if only my friend was like, went like full stewing on, it was like, she stormed the Capitol. She's a baddie. Oh, <laughs> the great enemy of America. The usurper. 
awesome. You have good. Nancy uh, Pelosi's podium, I heard. I do. And if and- you guys could call me by my code name, which is Amanda Turtlehead, I would really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I... I saw Adam Katzinger had a post oh. where he was like, this is a great thread. And it was like, Stu, it was Stu. And I was like, no, no, Adam Katzinger, no, wrong. I bad. couldn't see it because I'm blocked, but I understand that it happened. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, FYI, I'm sure there are great points. Yeah, you can you can you can make another account and sneakily see things. That people oh, yeah, want. I, mean, I have like four accounts. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, I, I, actually, I actually want to do a QAnon OPSEC uh, test at this very moment, which is one of my favorite things that's like so funny about QAnon is my quote-unquote burner account that I use to monitor them right now on my phone is literally just the Hell World podcast account. Like, none of these clowns who have me blocked have thought to themselves, hey, that guy has a podcast and he has a tiny podcast-specific account on Twitter I should block that too. None of them do. Literally, I just access all of their accounts via. I have like other accounts that I, if needed, but they would just make me laugh so much if any of them ever woke up and was just like, "Oh, I should probably block Hellworld also, so he can't see me there." It's like, nope. Shout out to having look. a small little podcast that nobody listens to. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> techful, techful burner account tech, uh, usefulness. <laughs> so good so smart I, I am the smartest and bravest of boys yeah so that was that was super depressing that like the last person in the world you need to talk about when it comes to disinformation and QAnon is the guy like a former member of congress is like hey everybody look at this thread a lot of good points being made here what did QAnon like, what did you say in it uh, I just remember uh, I I basically saw Katzinger said that, and then I got very sad. So let me just let me let me. Yeah, this is let's, why let's I didn't look f- at it on my other account. So that was like this yeah, is a um, Adam Katzinger, and- Slava Ukraini. I love that man. Thanks for your solidarity of Ukraine. You Republican, you're truly the greatest. So yeah, now man, this guy's on Twitter more than I am. Holy smokes, he's got that's always healthy. Of- Yep. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's it's a good sign for your former. So oh, what did he do? He like shared a uh, stu uh, Stewanon. Yeah. He, 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 himself. Oh. Yeah, he he shared Jim Stewartson and he said, "You have said the actual truth." Great thread. And Jim Oof. says, "Imagine a foreign government developed an invisible, odorless chemical weapon that causes serious brain damage. What if they stuck a huge supply into the United States and affected it at least a third of the population?" We'd want to do something about that, right? Now, replace chemical with psychological. Why would it be any different? This is literally saying that Russia created QAnon. And that's I the have 10,000 hamburgers. Now replace hamburger with dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> when a coordinated what does that deliber- mean? That's like <laughs> gibberish. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I'm so glad that local media reaches out to this guy for QAnon expertise sometimes. That's so cool. (laughs) Two-thirds of the country are my friends and now replace friends with want me dead. Same thing. So true. So true. It makes me think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's just uh, Jim whining about... It's worse than I thought. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it's Jim whining about psyops and then blaming them on our foreign enemies because QAnon could not have been created by trolls on 4chan and 8chan. It's impossible. There was Reiner no... is so going to have him on the podcast. Oh, God, I hope so. That'd be the greatest thing in the world. Oh, man, the Reiner Stew crossover. That'd be the best. I'd be so happy. If Jim Stewartson ever got into the Kennedy assassination, that would be the the funniest thing in the history of the world. It'd be so awesome. And the thing is, is that like Jim would absolutely believe that shit because Jim lives in a world where a big bad has to be behind things. Like QAnon can't be organic. Nothing can be organic. Everything has to be created by some evil person doing an evil thing and that's just the way the world works there's no way the world can possibly just be random and chaotic and shit just happens like that is just something that is unacceptable in his in in jim's worldview and and that's the QAnon worldview which is why i hate it so much he'd be like where was michael flynn on november 22nd 1963 (laughs) <laughs> oh oh god no he'd, he'd have like photoshops of like flynn and oswald like shaking hands he'd be like forrest uh-huh. gump oh man Wait, rob reiner's like a famous person i didn't know yeah yeah he's the director of like spinal this is spinal tap and he's millions of followers wow yeah and you know and you know soledad o'brien she's like actually a journalist yeah she's the person that's actually hosting this podcast so she, she's she... lending her journalistic credibility to this rob reiner just just spewing nonsense it's listeners if you have not listened to our jfk podcast i would recommend it because oh boy we're getting into some interesting territory yeah it it really like to me this is the kennedy assassination is so fundamental to american conspiracy conspiracy theories and that worldview and the thing is is that we have so aggressively normalized ridiculous things through that. Like if you said the government killed the president, you should be like looked at as a crazy person. But in JFK world, it's like, yeah, the government killed the president. That totally is what happened. And it's just, it's not even just the, it's the entire, it's, it's Kennedy was the lone. It's literally the Trump is fighting the deep state story, but blue version it's Kennedy was going to save the world and bring about world peace and the entire government was against him and needed to take him out and to to stop lib world peace from happening and that's yes. what happened right yeah it, it's that it's like that kennedy was literally about to sign a peace accord of khrushchev and castro and then the bad people killed him so that that wouldn't happen and we would stay at war for forever i mean i i like like Rob Reiner would because pro- like Rob Reiner is a like just like normie dem like gonna he's gonna run to the ballot box to vote for Biden in twenty twenty four like all that kind of stuff. Rob Reiner would like his his head would explode if he looked at all the QAnon memes that were like JFK and Trump next to each other, the starter, the finisher, like because. Like Rob would be like, no, you don't understand. Like the bad government killed Kennedy, but then the bad people were the Republicans. And QAnon's like, nope, bad people are the deep state, and it's literally everybody. And we know the truth, and now we're like telling the world. And Kennedy was good because the bad people killed him. And blah blah blah. It's like, oh my god, it is. 
it's just wild. It's just truly wild that this level of mania exists in our country and no one, no one cares. No one cares. Like you, I, I, when I post stuff about this, I get so many people who are like poker. I agree with you about a lot of stuff, but you'll never convince me the government didn't kill Kennedy. And I'm, and it's like, how is that so ingrained in you? How is, why is something that happened 60 years ago that you have probably done no research into except for watching a couple of videos on YouTube? How is this like so baked into your soul that you're like, nope, CIA killed Jack and I know it. And you're never going to tell me nothing no wise. Yeah. I and mean, now um, Sold Out O'Brien is literally thinking about it an hour ago. I just checked. Yes. <laughs> Soledad spams. And what's so sick is that she gets almost no engagement on these posts. <laughs> but but what's worse is that when she does get engagement, the people are like, "I love your pod. It's so good. Oh, you're 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 bringing down the deep state." But it's like, no, no, she's not. Oh God, it's just brainworms. It's literally brainworms. The podcast just throwing brainworms at people, having them go into people's ears and noses and mouths and get into their brains. And it's like, no, no, this is so bad. You definitely oh, are seeing how eventually just kind of like the 9-11 conspiracy and probably Pizzagate will one day kind of be normalized into American culture, which is a bummer. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's great. It's just so great. <laughs> well, uh, enough uh, shilling of our other podcasts and other <laughs> whining. It's time to get into the ultra exciting Amuse Boosh. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. So uh, this week, uh, I had someone message me because it appears that uh, one of uh, the Queen of Canada's followers uh, stated that uh, they are, quote, uh, they've been having clones show up near me to aim at me with 5G bioweapon radiation from their phones to make me sick. Not since 2022, not so happening now. A program run by the rogue military. Not all of them were clones. One of these attacks was aimed at me by Katrina Belanoff in 2020, then the owner of a cannibal restaurant in Los Angeles. She had just arrived in Vancouver to meet me on the street because cookies on her website told her that I was reading all about their restaurant, knowing she was serving human meat to the elites. She was afraid about who I might be talking to about their cannibalism. I paid for the price for my research by getting very sick for a month, ending up with pneumonia. Fortunately, Katrina's name is now on the list for all tests and executions, arrests and executions. She was executed in 2020, six months after meeting me, not for what she did to me, but for what she did at the cannibal restaurant. There's nothing worse than what they did to humanity. So this is a very rational and uh, normal person who works, who is a worshiper of the Queen of Canada, the lady who is QAnon adjacent and also totally insane, and tell these pe- and tells these people not to pay their bills, and then they get their power shut off in the Canadian cold, which is very bad. Do either of you have any idea what she's talking about when it comes to the restaurant? No. No. Oh, man. Boom, I actually win a point. And get, for all of you who are not listening to the, the pregame of this pod, Amanda and Haley were talking about Nazis, and I was just sitting there like a dog staring at its reflection in a puddle. <laughs> I was just like, oh. 
and, and they're just naming off six, seven, eight, nine different Nazis. And I'm just like, that, the, the, the pretty ladies are talking about the Nazis. Oh, man, this is interesting. Oh, man. So the fact that I actually get to score a point on them and that they don't know this weird part of the Internet is so validating to me. It's like, oh, my God. No, so what this actually is, is there is a website that has been up for a million years, and it's called the cannibalclub.org, and it is the most obvious troll in the history of trolls, and it, it's all about uh, how they serve uh, human meat to the elite, the elite of the elite, and they have a uh, picture of uh, they, they have a, a staff uh, page you can click onto, and there's like four people that are the staff of the Cannibal Club restaurant. I'm looking at and, it now, <laughs> and uh, four, three of those four uh, photos on the staff are um, stock photos you can get on Shutterstock, and the the last one <laughs> is like an at, it, the the one of the lady who appears to be uh, the lady in the red shirt who's like smiling at you. That's actually like an ad for a car, and you can find that photo. It elsewhere looks like also. a car ad. Yeah, she's literally ad. driving in a car right. and staring yeah. under the car. Yes, <laughs> this so, website looks like it was made in 1993. Right, this is GeoCities. This is like the most ancient website <laughs> in the world. But these uh, these people get super bent out of shape over this website every couple of years or so. And Q actually made a Q drop about this website. And when people pointed out to Q that this is a joke and that Q was incredibly stupid for bringing this up, Q was like, well, that's how they normalize it. They they make you think it's a joke, but then they really are serving up human meat to the global elite. It's, it's what they do. And, uh, I like that it doesn't amazing. have an address. You have to reach out to them through their contact page. Well, right. not just anybody gets to go. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Right. Well, Right, it's the Kimball Club. You and, uh, this is a passing address, is okay. <laughs> you don't put I, your restaurant address on the website, you know. That's stock ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> no, no restaurant sends their assassination coordinates to people over the internet. <laughs> Boom! Topical reference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that Q mentioned on that was the. Uh, it was like the human. It was like the human harvesting farm or something like that, and it was basically a bunch of edgelord vegans on Facebook posting photos of like babies and calling them human veal and talking about like fattening them up and all that kind of stuff and pretending like that was real. And they had a lot of like photos of like props from the Alien Predator series of like skinned humans on meat hooks and shit. And they were like, "Look, they're they're chopping people up and they're eating them." And it's like, "No, this is again. It's just edgelord vegans trying to be like, if you're eating meat, you might as well eat humans too. How do you like them apples?" And uh, yeah, maybe I would dabble. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> long pig, long <laughs> pig, long pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it. It only took me like 200 episodes when I finally started chanting "long pig, long pig" on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully broken as a human being. <laughs> Amanda, would you eat people? I'm going to clip this I mean, and send it to your enemies. So, wisely. <laughs> I don't, I don't really see the appeal. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't eat people either. Yeah. It feels a little 
We're never going to go viral like Alex Jones. You got to like be like super into eating people. That's how you go viral. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat people. And it's like, oh shit, this guy's nuts. He's going to eat people. And then he gets like 10 million views. And then he's like, what I was actually doing was cunning, swifty, and satire. I wasn't really talking about <laughs> eating people. It's like, no, you were. You were really talking about how in the apocalypse, the only meat sources you were going to have was your neighbors. So you were going to have to eat them. It's like, calm down, buddy. Jesus Christ. Well, you, you can really only do it during the apocalypse, right? Because like that guy in Germany did it. He ate that guy. And then he got in trouble. And that's all he's known for now. And like, let's be real. If you lived on the West Coast, your last name is Donner. I would change my last name. I don't want anybody asking. <laughs> and then if you could read entire books about how long people held out before they ate meat, human mm-hmm. meat, you know, and that's embarrassing. That's a really embarrassing legacy. Just some didn't die even in the tundra. Meat. Some didn't do it. You know, some, some try, people some held, some held out for a really long time and they almost died. They were mm-hmm. they basically were forced to. And that is, man, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to, you got to change yeah. your name. <laughs> So yeah, uh, five five G bioweapons, aka phones, being held at people. I like the idea that you could actually intimidate someone by holding a phone near them, so you're radiating them. Like you're just walking down the street, they're just walking down the street, and then you're just like, boom, iPhone in your face, and they're just like, no, the five G death radiation, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like them apples. How do modern day heart heart attack gun? You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna get a taser, but I got an Apple Watch instead. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder how these people use their phones. Do they have like a Bluetooth headpiece that's been like specially? <laughs> it has like a Faraday cage wrapped around it to contain the radiation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We forgot to yeah. put our our segments back in the chat after we all reset. So I don't know what we're talking about today. Oh, don't, well, uh, don't, oh, don't worry, because I don't know what we're talking about either. We're just we're just riffing. But I, I do remember, riffing. I do remember our main points, which are the next point was is uh, going into the Iowa caucus about Monday night. There were some people concerned that the God Emperor wasn't going to do so well, so there were some ideas about what could possibly prevent the God Emperor from achieving a dominant victory. And one of those was Laura Loomer posting on uh, Twitter and other social media platforms that the deep state was using harp to make Iowa unnaturally cold and snowy. And this was going to Another drive Arizona down a hero. <laughs> Loomer. <laughs> harp. Yes. They were going to, they were harping Iowa into unbelievable coldness, which would depress the voter turnout, thus allowing the deep state to flood the caucuses with, their evil deep state voters that would then vote for not Trump and deny him victory in the Iowa caucus. Cause that's the thing that was absolutely totally going to happen. And uh, it turned out that it all worked out great. Uh, Trump won the deep state. The, the deep state's freezing cold was unable to defeat the, the will of the Patriots who showed up to uh, cast their ballots in the confusing and incoherent caucus format which uh, has been explained to me numerous times and I still don't care and don't ever want to care or know how it works. Uh, our other conspiracy... You know, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I really love how he was like, I don't... You just got to come. It doesn't matter. Pick up your neighbors. Pick up your friends. If you drop dead after you vote, that's fine. Yes! Yeah, Trump was like, it's really going to be cold out, but you still got to vote. 
if you die after voting, it was worth it. He literally stated that, that he was willing to trade your life for your vote. That was a totally acceptable <laughs> transaction for Donald Trump. I, 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 I would just, I, I mean, that should just be the, uh, the Biden campaign ad is that Joe Biden's like, if it will kill you to vote, please do not vote for me. I would like you to continue living. That would be nice. Also, like, it's a primary. <laughs> it's a primary. Like, that is yeah. like, then they're dead. Who's going to vote for you for president? <laughs> what? <laughs> Save that. Put that Put that in your back pocket. Yeah, there's know? a bigger Come collection out. coming up. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really need those people. <laughs> I, lo- I love the idea that, like, uh, on the, uh, on the, in, in, in November, like, Iowa some, suddenly is a battleground state that flips to Biden. And they're like, well, there's <laughs> Biden won by 10,000 votes. And guess what? It turned out 10,000 people died after voting for Trump <laughs> in the freezing cold of Iowa. Mass pile up uh, on the highway going home. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so, yeah, uh, that all happened. While the conspiracy theories about Trump's possible loss were going on, there was also conspiracy theories about the fact that the storm had arrived because uh, Donald Trump uh, showed up to a rally and he was wearing a special hat for this rally that read Iowa caucus captain in gold. And the hat itself was white. And QAnon looked at this and just absolutely... Oh man, they made a messy mess in their pants, and I'll I'll leave it up to you to figure out how they messed their pants. But boy, howdy, seeing their hero wearing a literal white hat, they were like, "Oh, it's happening! The storm is upon us. We're Hillary's being taken to Gitmo for the ninetieth time now." Oh my it's god, storming! Wow, <laughs> the symbolism right in our face. Right. Yeah, know? that's right. You take that harp. You give us a storm. We give you a storm. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump is harp. Yes, Donald Trump is. <laughs> yeah, the deep state whispered to Trump, "You can't survive the harp." Trump replied, <laughs> "I am the harp." Like... <laughs> oh God. yeah, it's so. And then later on, uh, Trump was delivering pizza to people, which... Uh, that was awesome. Sh- so strong. He's so yeah, strong. Yeah, so strong. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the, the, the guy who has the 8-bit uh, Twitter yeah. avatar, Mario, was like, Biden couldn't lift more than two pizzas. Trump's carrying <laughs> eight. Oh, my God. It's like, pretty pretty sure Joe Biden can carry eight pizzas. Uh, I'm pretty sure. big pizzas. Like, that's a thing. It's just it's pizza. Like, after I broke my arm, I got a really big pizza and walked a mile back to my office with it. And I was like, man, this is kind of heavy for someone with a freshly out of surgery arm. You know, but it was like one of the big ones, like huge. These were like, the, I, I could eat the whole, no, but I meant like <laughs> big, you know, these are the kind you could sit and eat the whole thing yourself. Like those boxes were not that big. <laughs> like, like hot and ready. <laughs> like a little bit bigger than like a Caesars. It looks like, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Biden's ice cream cones are heavier than those boxes of pizza. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, if we're if we're doing the the great American food off between Biden and Trump, it's like, oh my god. But again, which of my geriatric fucks can waddle around with the most with amount the most of junk food? food. 
up, up, and uh, uh, what I what I what they really should have done to to Trump was have him carry the pizzas down a very slow incline, and let's let's see how he handles that because that would have been truly pizza everywhere, pizza everywhere, <laughs> tr- Trump everywhere. Oh God, uh, we by uh, these metrics, I, so I think pizza delivery boys should be the next president. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think we should have Festivus for president. You have to do <laughs> a feat of strength. Yeah. And whoever wins that, and it has to be a creative one. It can't just be boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for all of this, mostly because of the <laughs> fact that all of these all, all of these options are immediately disqualifying to Trump, much like the much like the Fourteenth Amendment. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Our, our uh, but this is what's so funny is that. If any Democrat or any liberal is within a hundred yards of a pizza box, they yeah. are a pederast. They are a adrenochrome drinking, uh, child slaughtering monster. Donald Trump walks out with eight pizza boxes, and QAnon's like, "Woo! Look at Trump with the pizza boxes! <laughs> so great!" Yeah. It's like, how? How is that great? Pizza is literally your the, the food of the devil. Like yeah. when you that, are when you throw... that third box is Abigail. Okay. <laughs> Pizza ovens are actual hell mouths. They are actual <laughs> portals to to hell. You open up the pizza the, the pizza oven, throw the pizza in, and the screams of the souls of enslaved children erupt from the pizza oven, and you slam it shut, and that's what cooks the pizza. The horror of young children. It's like no. spiritual adrenochrome. That's how they cook it. What do you if think sauce is? Oh. <laughs> um, but also, uh, you know, white hat pizza. You ever think about that? That's what he was carrying. <laughs> you white hat, yeah. That's the, that's what that's like Liz Crokin and all their excuses. <laughs> is whenever the whenever the good people do the bad thing, they're trolling. They're mm-hmm. trolling no, the deep state. Here's- Here's what actually happened. He went to the pizza parlor. He ordered a child, and then he got eight boxes, hollowed them out, put the child in the box, and carried her to safety. He's really here. Oh about my god, you're so right! Uh, wow, <laughs> Amanda is truly the greatest of all bakers. She would, have, <laughs> she, she would, she would have the biggest following on eight coon imaginable. <laughs> There's a tiny Both child the- in those eight pizzas. Yes. <laughs> There's, there's a tiny, tiny child in those eight boxes. Trump got them, got them out of Wayfair, and got them in the pizza boxes. It's great. It's just, and it's an oh, even man. bigger test of strength because he's not just carrying eight yeah. pizzas. It's actually a child in there. He's That's actually carrying. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, damn it! We've just made Trump president for life. This, oh, this we, 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 oh man, we, 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 we done boofed it. We done boofed Oops. it on this one. Uh, what a what an oops of daisies that was. Good thing nobody listens. That would Oh thank God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> be able to pull that <laughs> and get it to Trump, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just imagining it like his New Hampshire press conference, he's gonna have the small child that he carried through the pizza boxes. <laughs> and, oh God, it's so perfect. Oh man. So uh, finally, from our Bush topics, when it comes to this silliness that was Iowa, uh, it's now time for Bon Voyage Vivek, our 
everyone's favorite uh, toady bootlicked Donald Trump, who was trying to start a podcasting career or get some low level position in the Trump administration so he can be on Sunday morning talk shows or whatever it was he was actually ang angling for. Our boy Vivek has declared that he is now dropping out of the race. He, no, he, no, no, Vivek, <laughs> no. no. You had so much, to, you had so much to run for. Oh, you, 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 doing a MAGA impersonation of Trump while not being white probably not a winning formula <laughs> in a Republican primary. But yeah, yeah. Did you see the the Babylon B joke? Joke, I guess we'll call it. Will we call it a joke? It's about as standard as their other jokes, isn't it? The fact that it's not a joke, but they it's were just, like, oh. "It's just literal racism." It's just it's racist. Just, yeah, I, 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 just looking at the way Amanda's reacting, she has not seen the joke yet. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, I was thinking somebody had posted. Um, they had like quote tweeted Vivek saying something, and there's like that screenshot of somebody like saying like. I am from India. I am like uh, Indian Hitler. I love Hitler. And like all these people were like, all these people on the right were like, this is so racist of you <laughs> to say. And I was kind of just thinking, I wonder how many of those people I look at their accounts are like on that Babylon B joke. Like, this is so funny. You're so funny. You know, like, <laughs> I bet you a lot of them are conflicting it was, feelings. Uh, uh, for listeners who don't know, their joke was basically like, Vivek's going to get a position in the Trump administration as a 7-Eleven clerk, right? That was kind of the gist yeah. of the joke. He, he's he's going to be the, he's he's gonna be the so manager. He's going to work at 7-Eleven. You are, he's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think they said they're going to build a 7-Eleven in the White House and <sighs> Vivek's going to get to manage it. That's going to be his job in the Trump administration. And it was just like, wow, Indian guy runs a 7-Eleven. Oh, so clever. The topical humor, the cutting wit. Oh, man. MJ said today, Morgan, like whatever her name is, she was like, when people email the Babylon B about this and complain, I guess you don't realize that you're emailing me and I don't give a shit. So it's <laughs> like, they're not sorry. <laughs> no, no, they're not sorry. They, I, I did see a little bit of a debate going back and forth in their comments. Like, come on, guys, too far, as if they don't know where they're at. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and then a bunch of people being like, I bet Vivek would find this funny. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> The, the, well, well, Ashley, Ashley St. Clair quote tweeted it when it was first posted and she said, she tagged him and she said, hey, Vivek, I just want you to know I don't have any control over our writers because Ashley is like friendly with him, you know, like in person. Um, and so I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, I think she's joking, but I also think maybe she's not all joking. <laughs> I was a part of this. Really cool that everybody's being racist to Vivek. Um, it sounds like they really like you. Well, I was watching MSNBC for the caucus, uh -huh. and they, like, cut to, well, okay, hold on. I was watching Nick Fuentes watch MSNBC <laughs> caucus, and, like, they cut to Vivek, like, giving his concession speech, but then they interrupt the concession speech to go breaking. Vivek is about to drop out. <laughs> Hilarious. This guy can't get a break anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the one thing I wanted to bring it was DeSantis, yeah. right? They had a second yeah. place meter on New York Times. Yeah. Like, this, basically, it was like 
uh, DeSantis edged out Haley for second, and it was just like, whoa, yay, congratulations. You both don't matter at all. Um, (laughs) I will be interested to see what happens in New Hampshire, because, like, Haley is, like, I don't know, like, appears to be in some polls remotely competitive in New Hampshire. And Trump's already doing this shit where he's like, New Hampshire's rigged. Because that is his immediate, like, the moment he sees a poll where he's, like, not winning by double digits over all of his opponents, his immediate reaction starts screaming that it's rigged. So I just feel like that's a really shitty thing to do because New Hampshire, New Hampshire loves this shit. New Hampshire voters love just, like, giving the favorite a middle finger and being like, fuck you, buddy. So I think it's kind of weird. I mean, I think that trump will win but if he doesn't i will laugh hysterically and it will be very funny and then we will go to south carolina which is like nikki haley's home state which is weird i mean it's just kind of funny that i haven't seen anyone saying that she even has a chance of winning her home state it's like really odd that that she's competitive in new hampshire and goes get raffle stomped in south carolina it's like man what a great job you did as governor of your state if you're not even competitive in it holy shit but um, she took yeah. down the Confederate flag. Damn it! Boo! You know? Heritage, not hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the thing is that's so funny about Vivek was literally right before the caucus, he had this very bizarre uh, campaign tactic, which was vote for me because the deep state is trying to get this down to Nikki versus Trump, and then they're going to eliminate Trump and make Nikki the nominee. So you need to pick me so that we have more options against Nikki Haley because Trump isn't going to make it. And this was very vague and bizarre because I'm assuming Vivek was trying to uh, make it this way that people, if, if anyone pushed him on it, he'd be like, I'm talking about the 14th Amendment. They're going to kick him off the ballot. But by using the term eliminate, he's definitely hinting at the fact that, like, yeah, the deep state's going to kill Trump. They're just going to kill him. 100%. And it's just like, holy, uh, Vivek, if the deep state's willing to kill him, why would they not kill you? Like, the the deep state only can kill one candidate they don't like. They only got one candidate murdering bullet in them. Well, they have rules, you know. The, yeah, like the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They operate by right. a complex system of honor and rules. You, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yes, That's fine. Yes. It's like when they programmed yeah. Oswald to kill Kennedy. He was the only one they programmed. They had a guy that could take him out because they had to make it fair. And if Oswald made it to the end point, the final uh, boss, and killed Kennedy, then it was fair game. He did. He did it. He wins. He wins. Right. He, he, yeah, he gets the prize. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it works, I think. Right that that, that <laughs> makes that makes a lot of sense. I I uh, I I'm very much intrigued by what you say, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter now. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so Vivek basically was on the vote for me. They're going to kill Trump plan that didn't work, and now Vivek has dropped out. He is endorsing Trump, the man that he literally believes will not make it to November for the election because the team state will eliminate him, which seems like an odd thing to do. And now the real fun thing here with Vivek and what happened was Vivek went on stage with Trump and was like, hey, everybody, I love Trump now. He's the greatest. Everyone loves Trump. 
And QAnon has had two reactions. One is, good on you, Vivek. You fought the good fight, and now you're a loyal soldier, and we love you. But the other side of it is, did you see the look Trump gave Vivek? That's the look he gave Fauci. You don't want to be on the other side of the Trump stare, baby. And there's people who've got, like, threads of, like, Trump glaring at people. Let's go. Glaring. Let's go. Is he going to kill Vivek? What's going on? I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> What's happening to Vivek? He's so annoying. What what torture is going to befall him? I want to know. They should, fight. In they the should ring. fight. They should fight. That's good. That's That'd good. be a funny fight, honestly. <laughs> I think it would be really funny. <laughs> Vivek looks like a bitch. Yeah, look, it would be really unique. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know who'd win. <laughs> uh, my money's on Vivek because Trump's like 80, senile, and overweight and can't actually move. But he's so, so small, yeah. and I think he would be scared to throw a punch at Trump. He's scared to throw a punch because he knows if he hits Trump, he has to not only kill and dominate Trump, he has to kill and dominate, like, 10,000 lunatics are yep. going to be dogging it for the rest of his life. Yep, 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 yep. It would be an interesting fight. We should get this <laughs> happening. Let's start a yeah. GoFundMe go for the Trump Vivek rum, the rumble. Yeah. The, it would be great. The throwdown in Iowa, Vivek versus Trump. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things that I saw on the news during the caucus um was that there's still a lot of like i think they're doing this only because their ratings are awful but like msnbc cnn talking head libs being like acting like trump still might not get the nomination like they had claire mccaskill on msnbc and she was talking about how like trump actually did really bad and it's not looking so good for him and it's like amazing I know, and I'm like, we're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. I'm. We're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. Well, He's Michael gonna get Steele. the nomination. Jesus Christ! What? Well, uh, what's his name? Steele and and Tim Miller were both on MSNBC on on Jen Psaki's show, and they were both like, "Yeah, he's got it in the back." Like you guys see that now, right? Like Tim and I were talking, like I don't know, like sometime last month, and we brought up how like Trump has it in the back, and that was a month before Iowa. So it's very interesting how the never trump republicans are like are you guys fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) literally it's i can't believe that claire mccaskill would go on television and say that after iowa that is wild yeah let's hope but you know i keep getting told by editors when i pitch stories oh everybody knows there's nazis you know in these political groups and in congress nobody cares and i'm like okay uh i'll talk to you uh march 6th we'll see how you (laughs) feel uh hangover wednesday We'll see how that's going for you, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to be in for a surprise, or that's what you want. You know, it's one or the other. Definitely, I yeah. This yes, guy, this guy's got a thread <laughs> of Trump staring at Fauci, and then Hillary and Obama, and they're and they're just like, yeah, look at him, look at him, giving him the stare, look at him, looking at him, yeah. The stare means like, that suddenly there's like ten thousand threads about you on the Donald Dot win. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. That's what the stare does. It doesn't do anything else. There's a bobblehead yeah. of you for sale at a Clay Clark event if you get the stare for too long. A derogatory <laughs> bobblehead. That's it. Vivek Ramp Swampy. Am I right? Boom. Oh my oh God. Man. How do you like them apples? Oh man. 
Yeah. So yeah, Vivek, uh, thanks for uh, playing. Have your lovely parting gifts. Uh, please don't have a career after this in the public. Uh, you are uh, horribly obnoxious and annoying. Oh, I'm sure he's and... going away for sure. Definitely. Oh, he's no, definitely oh yeah. Oh, no, no. Never, he's never going that away. guy again. Oh, I can't. He'll he'll be on Dancing with the Stars. He'll be on Dancing with the Stars in next season. He'll uh, he'll make it to the final seven. He'll be great. Oh, God, just absolutely the absolutely the worst of all things. Um, He's probably so, going to write one of those children's books like Sean Spicer did and Jack Kerouac. Absolutely, and lives of yep. TikTok. Oh God, what's his? There's so many about? children's books. Who did we read? We read one, Mike. Jack Kerouac uh, we read this to me. <laughs> We were reading uh, the Cash Patel children's book Cash about Patel. the yeah. Psychology, right? Yeah. Um. There's a lot of those. Like, doesn't Ashley Sinclair have one? A lot she of those. Has one too. Yep, it's all for the same company. Yep. And they use <laughs> Just... the same ghostwriters because I went to one of the events and wrote it, read it, and like they use the same ghostwriters for everybody. But the guy I talked to because it was Jack Kosovic, Libs of TikTok, Sean Spicer, Kurt Cameron at mine, and mm-hmm. Sean Spicer's was uncomfortably close to him being like, "I thought about killing myself because you guys were mean to me." And I asked the guy, I was like, "Did Sean was he more hands on?" He's like, "Sean was really involved in the book writing process." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I could tell it seemed really. He seemed to really connect. Material. He's like, have you ever considered sometimes when you're mean to people and you don't have to get the whole side of their story out and then they just don't know what to do and then you demonize them and then they have to go sit in the corner by themselves and then they're sad children, then they're sad. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> sometimes you're so mean to people that they want to hurt themselves. And it's just like, okay. So, but it's, everybody else is a ghostwriter. He's the same ghostwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Lamb, I just remembered because he did the same tour with Kurt Cameron here and Nothing like a racist constitutional sheriff writing your children's book, right? That's what Did, we want. Uh, Kirk pulled out his statue. I don't know. I didn't go to this. I didn't go to oh. it. I'm, I don't think I'm allowed in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just imagining the city limits of Scottsdale just have f- posters of Haley's face on them. Like, do not let this woman in. No, there's like a a, a, a a a financial limit to enter Scottsdale, and I don't think I match it. Oh yeah, it's true. I stayed there for work for like a month or so. It was yes. some like JW resort or something. Is what I was at. It's nice. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even though we actually kind of got into the whole Iowa result thing already, we uh, we'll pretend like we actually didn't and move over to our headlines. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So Trump won Iowa. That sucked. So yeah, uh, turnout was low, not great. Again, that was probably due to the harp weapon. So we uh, got to find out that a bunch of white people in Iowa want a dictator, as was said to numerous people that were being interviewed by the media about, hey, so uh, Trump, why are you voting for him? Because I want him to crush our enemies. And uh, that's a healthy, normal thing an American should say in the year of our Lord, 2024. So, uh, going great. Yeah. Yes. Um, our, uh, the, the, the great American experiment continues apace. Uh, I'm and, thrilled and personally. What Haley and Amanda, yeah, what Haley and Amanda <laughs> said is like, it's really wild to me that there is, there's been like a year, literally over a year of just denial about what this election is going to be. 
Like the fact that this has been a rematch literally brewing for four years and so many people have refused to accept that for the entire time. It is wild to me. It's like, I'm like, folks, Biden's the incumbent president. Parties don't primary incumbent presidents. That's just not how this works. And on the other side of the equation, Trump has a stranglehold on the Republican primary voter. Like, they ain't going for somebody else. They know what they like, and they're not going to take diet what they like. They they want the original, they want the original recipe. That's what they're going to go for. So the fact that we've had this happening for all this time and people are still just like, man, there's no way that's going to happen. It's like, yes, it is. I saw a uh, post about a news article a week ago where they said that the biggest problem the Biden campaign had was that three out of four undecided voters they were reaching out to refused to accept that Trump was going to be the Republican nominee. They were just like... So wow. who are you voting for in 2024? And the people were like, I don't know. We'll see who the Republican puts up. And the Biden people were like, they're putting up Trump. And then those people were like, no, they ain't. That ain't happening. And it's like, okay, we'll call you back in two months and see how you feel when you find out it's wow. Trump. <laughs> I, you know, I really thought that these editors are just like, really are like thinking like, oh, if Trump's not the nominee, I don't want to waste the space in my magazines. But I mean, I, I've been thinking that it's been they want Trump to be the nominee. But now I am wondering, maybe some of them are just like, really, we're not understanding it. I, I mean, it, I I think two people saw the midterms and conflated that with Trumpism. But that's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought that was strange, too. People I've seen people be like, well, the midterms went really poorly for Trump. And it's like, did they? Because he wasn't in the midterms. Like. You know, I might love my friend, but I don't love her boyfriend, right? Like, you love Trump. Yep. You're willing to die for Trump. You're not willing to die for the guy he tells you to go vote for. Voting's fucking boring. Who cares? But Trump? Yeah. That's a party. I don't know. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I did not know yeah. that that was a thing that had happened. When, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like a, they were saying that, like, uh, the, the they were saying that the, uh, here it is. The Biden campaign is grappling with a stubborn reality. The majority of undecided voters simply do not seem to believe, at least not yet, that Donald Trump is likely to be the Republican nominee. Nearly three in four per per internal campaign research. Just, yep. I mean, I've definitely talked to like, I've talked to somebody who was probably the most, mm, they don't follow politics whatsoever kind of person. And they literally asked me, they were like, so what's going on with Trump? What's going on with him lately? Uh, and I'm like, well, he'll probably be the nominee. And they're like, no way. <laughs> you know, like, I think if you just don't follow the news, you're like, well, that's over. You know, that that's done. And then like yeah. people who are really in the weeds are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, um, it's actually not done. And he's probably going to be he's he's definitely going to be the nominee. So maybe yeah. we should. Yeah, maybe we should start talking about that a little. Mm-hmm. When I tweeted about it, somebody was like, right? it was Threads, because Threads is... Threads, it's always Threads. It's always... Somebody was like... Or maybe it was Blue Sky. I don't remember what it was. Whatever. It was not Twitter. But somebody was like, oh, well, he could die, or all of this. And I'm like, and you think that solves the problem? I mean, like, 
okay like so could joe biden like these are both old fucks like what's your point here like if i'm telling you trump's gonna be the nominee there's a problem that's bigger than whether or not he lives till november <laughs> like on threads i got kind of the reaction of like he's not gonna get the nomination because like he'll be barred from running like people believe are on that copium you know Whoa, and it's like so no cute. no 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 that's not what's happening i saw uh, he might be in jail and it's like i've seen that, that too stop anybody from voting for him what are you talking about it just but also that's just so much you can still write in someone's name and you know what's gonna fucking happen <laughs> like mike do you think that trump is gonna be sitting in jail for the rest of his life you know <laughs> like is like you know it's like people think that like he's gonna go to jail forever and that's just not what's i don't think that's what's gonna happen <laughs> i just i i think that if he doesn't win the election he will be in court for the remainder of his life just trying to avoid mm -hmm. being in jail and i think that he will be like uh one of my friends was talking to me but he was like hey man when's alex jones gonna actually pay all those people from sandy hook and i was like hopefully soon but my friend was then horrified to find out that Alex Jones is younger than him. He was like, Oh my God. He's like, I can't, he's like, Alex Jones isn't even 50 yet. I thought that guy was in his sixties. He looks like shit. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But I guess hate really does age a person. And he then had a kind of like real, he had like a kind of like a, a bit of relief as a burden was lifted off his shoulders. He's like, yeah, Alex Jones can't actually run out the clock that many years. Like he's either gonna <laughs> die of a coke, he's gonna die of his coke problem, or he's gonna have to pay the Sandy Hook families. Whereas Trump is very advanced in age, so Trump probably will be able to run out the clock in court cases until uh, the cholesterol takes its course and brings the god the god emperor low as it were and uh like giuliani he's just running out the clock he's never gonna pay anybody oh he's, no, he's oh, also liquefying oh. all the time <laughs> he's literally liquefying <laughs> in front of us <laughs> oh oh giuliani's running out the clock and also speeding up the clock the dude's probably not so <laughs> he probably hasn't been sober past two o'clock in the afternoon for like six months at this point i mean oh my god that is a uh that is a dude that is in rough shape. But uh, if we if we pay Cameo 20 bucks, I can still wave at him and be like, hey, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that is, on the other side of this equation, QAnon, much as like people who are not involved in politics and are just doe-eyed, undecided voters, QAnon is so convinced that biden's going to be moved aside by the deep state because mostly because as much as they hate biden and they've tried they've tried to get their hate boner up for biden they've had four years to get angry at this dumb old white guy and it just it just doesn't work as good as it does when they hate hillary or especially when they hate michelle obama so they're just praying some shiny new toy swoops into the Democratic nomination and gives them a more hateable enemy that they can spend their days like screaming and yelling about. And uh, I saw a tweet today by one of my favorite uh, QAnon guys because his like avatars are Groiper. His name is Real Ben, and he's from Canada. I love it. I love Canadian Groipers who hate America. 
It's like, buddy, stay in your own lane. Be <laughs> mad at Trudeau. Calm the fuck down. But he was just like, I know it's going to be Trump in 2024, but it sure as hell won't be Biden. And you can you can put this back at me because I'm right. And it's like, uh, you guys, Hugh was talking about Biden getting replaced in 2020 because he knew Biden's superpower was being incredibly boring and just generically a guy. Like, Biden's just this, like, force field of banality where you have to try to invent ways to get angry at him because he's just there. He's not evil because he's not white or not a dude. Like, it's just... QAnon's like, what? I have to hate a cishet white guy? No! Why is the universe so unfair? Why is the universe so mean to me? Please... Let Michelle Obama be the nominee so I can spend the next eight months photoshopping penises onto her. That's <laughs> Just like my, the that's biggest my... dicks. Like, yes. like dicks that are not, It's they don't go that big. I don't know what you guys are doing sometimes. <laughs> listen, listen, I hate, I hate black people. I hate trans people. And that is why I spend all day photoshopping black dicks on this black woman. Huge. Like, don't, don't mind me over here. I'm completely normal. <laughs> sure. Yes. Go for it, guys. the one that went down to, like, the knee. Like, they always put bulges in her nice dresses. And it's like, there was one. I think you actually posted it, Mike. And it was, like, near her knee. I was like, there's no fucking way. Soft? God damn. (laughs) Just because I I fantasize about Michelle's big soft dick all day. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It's big. It's soft. And the, best, the, the tweet you're talking about, the best part about that was is that the guy literally five hours before that was like, I don't care about trans people. It's you people and your weird obsession with pronouns that are throwing this in my face. And then immediately, like, a, his next tweet basically is like, I photoshopped a big dick onto Michelle Obama. <laughs> Boom. How do you like that? It's just like, like, it's just like what the fuck is wrong the with ground. you? Oh, I, love, I love American politics. I love the discourse. It's so good. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah. rest of the world just does not take us serious. Like, I was, I had um, drinks with a friend of mine from high school, bizarrely. Uh, he, like, follows me on Twitter, and he lives in Angola, which is where he's originally from. And he was like, yeah, you know, on January 6th, everybody was like, well, you're the American representative in our friend group here in Angola, so what the fuck is wrong with your people? And then, like, a gay with the Speaker of the House, and, like, over and over, he's just like, yeah, nobody um, nobody in the Global South takes you guys seriously anymore, so good luck with that. Cool. So I think this is really what we need. What we really need is a full-scale campaign of uh, putting dicks on Michelle Obama for president. That would really improve our reputation. Yep. Like, imagine will take us more the, American, the American representative in various countries, the UK, Angola, Brazil, and all your friends are like, why are why are your people back home putting dicks on Michelle Obama? <laughs> I want that. I want that for all the expats, you know? Yeah, that's that's what we've got this down to is that we do not want Michelle Obama to run for president. We want her hypothetical penis to run for president. <laughs> that's that's it. It would get a lot of attention. The, they would never shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So it is. Uh, this is the this is the beautiful world we live in, where both sides are in crippling denial about who the other side's nominee is going to be, and it, one side just can't imagine that that horrible lunatic who attacked our capital will be renominated, while the other side is just like, I need to be a racist transphobe, or I won't be excited enough to go to the ballot in November. I just can't. I just can't do it. I can't, if I don't have the hate juice just stirred up in me over the fact that I'm misgendering a black woman. I mean, oh my God. It's just, they're, they're so bizarre. I mean, like, I, I feel like on some level, they're just kind of like, man, it'd be really nice if Biden were to like drop dead. Cause at the very least I could hate Kamala Harris more than him. Cause at least she's a black woman and I could get upset about that. But it's just like, God damn it. Joe, why do you gotta be old, white and boring? You, you ice cream eating, dark Brandon guy that like the thing that's like so funny is the anti-Biden stuff I see at my work is like boring I had a guy who had like like Biden is an idiot like like a homemade shirt that said that and it's like you know Obama was a traitor and the Muslim Kenyan usurper and people had the photos of him being hanged with the word rope instead of nope under it I mean, it was like violent, hateful rage. This guy's like, Joe Biden's kind of stupid. And I I made a t-shirt to say that because I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the shed. And it's like, really? That's all you got for Sleepy Joe? Buy an official Joe Joe Biden Biden t-shirt and just writing dummy with a sharp on top of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It just oh my god it's just like ah oh man well i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry for republicans and QAnon that you don't hate joe biden enough i i hope you i hope you find it in your hearts to learn to hate more in the next year or so and uh finally for our headlines i really wasn't going to bring this up until this is like kind of breaking news um there was a photo of trump walking out of the courtroom today and he oh. held up his hand to wave at the crowd and his hand looked really fucked up. It was really bizarre. I, I, like, I don't even know what happened. I, I like, honestly, like, the closest thing I can think to being even remotely realistic is that the dude has, like, some sort of hemoglobin or blood sugar testing he has to do, and he was doing, like, finger sticks, and he, like, fucked them up really bad. Did he, like, use a... the entire box? <laughs> it's really bad i don't i i it looks like he has like hand herpes like is it trans like is it hand herpes oh yeah what it looks like yes (laughs) yeah that that is something i have seen on the internet i have seen people saying that looks like herpes i mean it's just he has like a really bad scabby wound on his pointer finger and then he has another wound on his thumb and then on his palm he has a blood spot and it's just like what the fuck like oh my god well we can only hope it takes him soon (laughs) Amanda we have this thing on the pod where we look forward to the day that we can go cover the Trump funeral live when he had COVID I had when he had COVID I kept a a, bo- a can of champagne in my purse just in case 
So I'm all in. What are we doing? <laughs> We're going to go to the funeral because you know it's going to be huge. You know it's going to be huge. There's going to be people being very respectful in yeah. the streets and normal. So for so- Bush, for Bush, just the actual funeral here closed down. Like my boyfriend worked the government. He got like off work early. Like it closed down like half the city, you know, because it's you got to go through. So, you know, I really think that Trump can top it. I do think that we can. They're going to shut down the state of Florida when he dies. Like it's going to be the entire state is going to go in the morning. It's going to be crazy. I can't well, wait to view to his dead body for him, too, because he's a former president. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't wait to meet his dead body. Yeah, just see it, you know, on view. Like, <laughs> they do. yeah, it's like, hello. <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> yep put some pennies on his eyes so goodbye <laughs> oh god it'll be um, fun it'll be fun we also didn't talk about arizona and he is coming to town oh yeah i forgot i forgot about your arizona trump rally uh, spot yep bring that yep. up yep he's when? coming to town at the end of the month um unfortunately it will be at dream city church which for listeners who don't know that is a massive mega church here with multiple campuses that is heavily connected to turning point usa and the arizona gop and they also have a ton of security that they do not let you in if you are not friendly so that's a really fun place that they're having it at so I probably won't be able to get in because I've been escorted out by the police twice. This is a funny story. So the first time I was kicked out was with Travis View from QAnon Anonymous. Um, we were both covering a QAnon event, uh, like an all-day festival at um, a Dream City Church campus. And um, a group of Proud Boys got a little bit triggered by my presence um, because I made the mistake of having a glittery bag. Um, And they thought that was gay. That was gay as hell. And they told security that I didn't belong there. So security comes and taps me out of the event, which I'm literally, I was sitting next to the huge cross in the back that's literally a rainbow cross. And I was like, come on man like maybe i'm just reclaiming the rainbow like you guys always say um so i got tapped out by the security guard he i have to go talk to him and he questions me about why i'm there and it's like it's a free fucking public event in a fucking church i didn't say it so hostile but then when he we went back and forth i was like man i thought this was fucking america and i did literally say that um (laughs) and he was like okay (laughs) that's it and he called the police over that they had on the campus and she had said a bad mis- word. Yeah, she she America'd us. Um, so the police escorted me completely off the campus. They walked me all the way to the end, and then they had like a secondary security guard that just kept following me. I had to dip into like a a Dunkin' Donuts so he would stop following me well off the campus. I was like spitting at him, like, "Can you fuck off, sir?" Um, <laughs> And uh, the Proud Boys were laughing at me the whole time. Uh, And Travis also got tapped out because um, they were like, sir, you were talking to that that woman. Are you guys an Antifa couple? They literally called us an Antifa couple. Um, I know. Travis is like my, like, could be my dad. Um, And (laughs) 
How um, is that not on your Twitter bio or any of your other biographies? <laughs> is is he a couple with Travis View and Tag? And um, he didn't get kicked out because um, he doesn't look like me. He's he's a nice looking white. He's a nice looking white dad. Um, and he was just like, "Oh well, I'm just recording the entire event for my podcast." And they're like, "You can stay, sir." So he didn't get kicked out, and I did. And then the second time I got kicked out of Dream City Church was um, they held the Deep Rig premiere, which was the conspiracy movie about the Arizona Cyber Ninjas audit. And I actually got to see the whole movie because I sat in the back. I was staring at that security guard that followed me dead in the eye like, you better not see me. Um, But then at the end of the movie, the security guard that initially pulled me out of the the first time I got kicked out, spotted me, and he was like, hey, you! <laughs> and uh, called the police on me, and I had to get escorted off of that campus. It was a different campus. This all happened right in front of Will Sommer. He didn't notice any of it! He didn't notice me getting escorted out by the police or anything! He was talking to fucking Austin Steinbart, fucking the time-traveling QAnon fake cock guy who lives here, and he was there with his little cult. He was distracted by him, and I was like, man, I hope somebody sees me getting fucking thrown out by the police, especially this national reporter right here. Nope. 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 I got thrown out in the cold. Um, I had to go all the way down because their campus is huge. I'm like at the end of a mountain, just like, I need a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't go to see Trump probably, but because <sighs> they hold it at Dream City Church and they hold a lot of Arizona political events there so it's kind of they it's kind of, they they keep it secret and locked down in this fascist church um so that's a story that's the arizona story for the week i'll update you, once the event happens what's up did you say did you see um olia scootercaster on twitter she had applied to be at the issues press and applied for press access to trump's rally and she had to give them where she was born she's ukrainian and they reply with, you are not welcome, or you are not invited to our event or something like that. So I think, like, they would probably also at this point, I think they're even trying to, like, get a line of defense before the, f- the fucking church guy now, like, to have, you know, um, like what a list of names. Uh, it was in Arizona. I think it, it was, might have been closer to her. Whatever. It was in the past, like, three weeks. Man, they're really it was either the rallies kind of locked down this time. They really are. So yeah, so yeah, it's good you're not even gonna try, I think, because I think that maybe uh, they would be even more inclined to be on the lookout for the Antifa couple. Listeners, if you want to Antifa couple with me, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Mike, you want to come? You you would you would be able to sneak in pretty good. Oh 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 god! I would use the power of my white manhood to just launch myself up to wherever I need to be. You literally have to do nothing. You could just walk in as Zara oh, yeah. now. Oh, absolutely! Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I look like a I look like the most typical maggot chud imaginable. Oh man, mm-hmm. you like that is one thing that I've learned is from being in casinos most of my life is that casino clientele are basically old white guys who love Republicans, and when they see me, a white guy. They just think I'm in the club. So they will just like talk to me just as if it's totally cool to say horrible things and be aggressively Republican. Man, put a mic between your tits. What you doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know how expensive a good wig is? I can't be out there anymore. I don't even know. I know. I need a good one. Mine are cheap and crappy and look like I'm sneaking into places. (laughs) Exactly. 
I can't go. I, like, I could go anywhere. I mean, anywhere. A lot of. I mean, I probably can't go to all the same places that you can't go to because I don't think that Ryan <laughs> well, yeah. Sanchez or Grace and Arnold or Base Kyle would be very happy to see me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I'll never forget this. The, the two main moments that really showed me that, like, I'm in the white guy club, and that means a certain thing was I was walking, I was on break and I was walking one way and this guy was walking the other way. And the guy just held his phone up to me and was like, hey man, check out this craziness. And it was a photo of what appeared to be a black woman with a photo, again, photoshopped penis. Just This, this is not Michelle Obama, but it was just hey, a black man, woman. Look at this dick. It was just it was just a black woman. Man, there's something going on with the American psyche with black. Does this you is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? God, was, with the black dick. It was just a black woman with, with in a bikini, and she had six pack abs, and the bikini bottom had a bulge in it. And the guy just wanted me to look at it and be like, "Look at this like weirdly gendered thing that you should be offended or upset at in some way, shape, or form." And I just can't, kind of like gave him a quick nod and then just walked past him. I was like, I'm like, how am I supposed to engage on this? Like, what is my reaction? Am I supposed to be racist? Am I supposed to be transphobic? Yes, like, he wants what? to know if you're similarly threatened by the idea. Like, I also like dick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like, hey, that does look good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have this guy do the video. There's like this video of like this guy on a more on he's on a Mormon campus and he's talking to all these people about how everyone gets engaged really early and all this kind of stuff. And then the yes, final I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> and, and 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 the and the final question was he was like just like the Book of Mormon or Black History Month. And this guy and this kid said, Black History Month. I'm from Washington, DC. I love my chocolate queens. And it was just Whole Town Boy. Yeah. It was just the most out of left field thing you'd hear at a Mormon at a Mormon campus. <laughs> just like, oh my god! So, so that happened. And then the other time, uh, I'm dealing a poker tournament, and we're on break, so everyone's walked away from the table. They're getting food. They're going to the bathroom, and I'm getting the decks prepared for the next round, which basically means shooting them down, making sure no cards are missing, no one fucked with anything, blah blah blah. And there are just two old guys just sitting at the table because they didn't get up. They're just going to hang out for the break and just talk to each other. And eventually the conversation between those two guys gets pretty racist. And the thing that I realized is as this conversation is going on is that like they just think I'm part of the furniture. And they also think that because I'm just a white guy that's just doing my job, that I am tolerant of this, that this is something that is okay by me. So I'm just like, I'm just going to put my head down here. Cause there's nothing I can do. They're not like, they're not causing a problem. And if I go to, if I try to yell at my manager, my manager hates Obama with the passion of a thousand burning suns. So it's not like that guy's going to give a shit. So he joins in on the conversation. Oh, he, yeah. He would get in. Oh, oh my God. God. Want some free drinks? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> just, it's just, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, it's just like one of these situations where it's just like can't win. Put the cards down, live life. That's just the way it works. So I mean, that's just how you do. So like that's what I learned from like just being around these places is that they 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 think you agree. They just like look at you and they're like boom, 
he's he's on our team. He's 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 a good guy. And it's like I'm actually not. I'm actually like deep undercover for you people. <laughs> and um like, I actually tell all the things that you tell us to our podcast. <laughs> 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 I, I, yeah i actually i actually tell my secret liberal friends about how terrible you people are behind your back it's like really cool <laughs> yeah so yeah it's great so anyhow uh enough of all this nonsense time to go to our tiny tiny mailbag for the week life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, Heuristic Velociraptor asks, for all of you, who would you cast your own Frazzle Drip with hand puppets? So if you don't know what Frazzle Drip is, it's allegedly the video of Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin brutally murdering his child and drinking. I already have an answer for this because I have been peewee pilled out of my mind lately. Um, And I would like Wayne White to make the production of the Frazzle Drip puppet uh, 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 theater play, I'll say. He's the person that made the puppets for Pee-wee. Um, and I think that would be a really interesting production of Frazzle Drip. So that's my answer. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Avenue Q on this because obviously it, it has a name. It, it, the name is perfect for those people. And I also think they would handle it with the proper level of satirical uh, insult and ridicule, which is required. Um, let's see. The thing is, like, I don't know exactly what you want me to do. Do you want me to play Frazzle Drip straight here and just kind of be like, yeah, there's an actual video where someone's being brutally murdered and their their uh, energy blood is being consumed for power by the evil people? Or are we just like laughing at how dumb Frazzle Drip is? Because, like, it's so bizarre that I, I can't go a week without someone telling me they've seen it. It's just, and it's like, it doesn't exist. It's not real. You, you gotta be not- careful looking at those phones on the street, man. You gotta be. <laughs> I think I need to do this. I think I need to make a sort of Wayne White rendition of Frazzle Drip and some of the other Q conspiracies that people say definitely exist and I've definitely seen video of because I think that could be, I'm sure that wouldn't get me baked to oblivion or anything but i think it needs to be done for the sake of art for art mm-hmm. you you can be the new podesta art you yep. can be you can be the new, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things is i see these people and they post like the art that upsets them and then i go into the backstory of it and like one of the people who did the art it was about their own sexual abuse and this is how they like are coming to terms with what happened to them and the art is kind of like a therapy and then I saw another uh, weird, like, bit of art, and 
the art comes from, comes from a woman who has like disassociative personality disorder and she has like 12 or 13 personalities and all of the personalities paint art in different ways. So she has all this art from all of her different personalities. And one of the personalities paints art that's like really like traumatic and like about sexual abuse and stuff. And it's really, and they just like post that art with no context, no explanation. And they're just like, look at this sick shit. These people love. And it's like, do you ever look into what you're talking about? Have you ever done five minutes of research? The movement that screams, do your own research. Have you ever actually done it? No, you haven't. You have no idea what you're talking about. And it's just, I've seen lots of TikTok doing this with a woman who makes art about being a mother so she and it's like kind of just crude little sketches you know so it's like you can interpret it however you want um and they obviously interpret it in a way that's like look at this pedo disgusting woman and it's like it's literally her drawing her as a mother with her child you fucking sick fucks like this is the thing that actually does get me that we don't talk about enough is when q anon and fascists in general get into art interpretation because they only see the most worst fucking obvious this is all pedophilia this is all pizza type shit um and it yeah it kind of drives me a little bit mad (laughs) sorry oh yeah because they they don't there's there's never Art is not subjective to them. Art is objective, and it can only mean one thing, and it means that you're in the human sex trafficking. That's mm-hmm. it. And, and like the, the only reason why people make art is to declare themselves to be either uh, pedophiles or child predators. Mm-hmm. And there's no other reason to make art. It's just literally, I I, I made this photo of a small. I, I took a photo of this small child on the beach in their swimwear because I'm a pederast. I was not trying to capture youthful innocence or a beautiful day at the beach or, or just my kid or, <laughs> you know my, or just my kid taking a photo of a kid nope pederast that's mm-hmm. the only possible outcome is pederast and it's just they they exist only on that on that plane and it's just it's, it's, it's so aggravating it's so ridiculous so if anybody wants to take hypergraphic QAnon conspiracies um, that don't exist and do it a puppet interpretation, please reach out to me. <laughs> Haley wants to collab, collab on that. She wants to make yeah, it will not be subtle. No. no. <laughs> and, and then if Rudy's back on Cameo, we can have him promote it. We can have him like yep. read, yep. read the promos for it. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. All the promos will be done by MAGA people. Yes. <laughs> Mac people desperate for money on Cameo. It'd be so great. And also Chet Hanks. Yes. Chet's <laughs> all over the place. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, poor Chet. <laughs> and uh finally, because we have a, a grand total of two whole questions in the in the mailbag this week, uh Cleodora mm-hmm. Silvestri asks, This question is for poker. Is as a poker man, what is your stance on blackjack? And I'm willing to open the floor to you to you find folks as well about blackjack. Is that have the you, one that you have to get to twenty one? Yes, it is. I've played it. Yeah, you've played it. <laughs> that's about it for you. You've played some blackjack, and that's about all. I don't really know, uh, like oh. card games very well. I've played Hollywood Rummy, but I don't okay. know if accurately. I have no it's... idea what Hollywood Rummy is. So, you've... oh, it's 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 like a grandma game. I think <laughs> you play with grandmas. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, that's why I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> 
have, have you played any blackjack or any uh, casino games, Amanda? I would never. You never? There's not, <laughs> a, not in ne- the gambling? I'm not. I'm not sitting at a table with a bunch of fucking strangers and performing for them like a fucking animal at the zoo. No, I'm not <laughs> doing that. Well, you, you can. Mean, if you're really... doing it, I'll sit next to you and get the free drinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're not performing for people when you're playing blackjack. When you're dealing blackjack, you kind of have to be a bit of an entertainer. But actually playing, well, that's the games, different. But you're being paid. You're being paid, to, yeah. But I'm just saying, that yeah. when you're playing blackjack, if you, I mean, all you're doing is just like other tapping the table or waving your hand, like. Don't you yeah. have to have yeah. in front of other people? Deal? Maybe in what'd a private say? room. What would you say, Haley? Don't you have to have a poker face? Though? No, blackjack is totally just nonsense. Blackjack is just literally. There's nothing going on. You're playing it. The dealer is a robot that just does what the robot does. There's no strategy. There's no thinking. Hmm. Black. The, 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 so my speech on blackjack, extending this podcast an additional hour. <laughs> no, no. And the thing about blackjack that's so funny is that blackjack is a solved game. Like we've done the math. We know what you should do in every situation, every play, every time. And I see people making the wrong decisions so much. It's incredible. And the other thing I love seeing is people who stress on decisions in blackjack. Like they got a 16 against a 10 and they just got their hands in there. They, they got their head in their hands like just, oh, God. Oh, what do I do? Oh, And it's like you are in a bad position, but you have to take a hit. This is, there's this, You just hit. That's all you do. And unless the house offers surrender, then you surrender. The math is the math. Is the math. You just do what you have to do. And these people just kissed you. They're just like. Oh God, I got a, I got a 17 against the queen. What do I do? Oh God. So you stay, you just stay. There's a chart. You just read it. The chart tells you what to do. You just do it. Like, and that to me is the main reason. Like if you play blackjack long enough, if you play any casino game long enough, the reason why you were playing it goes away. And now it just becomes a grind, which is what kind of is how you get into a gambling addiction because your brain sort of rewires itself from the happy excitement of the game I'm doing to now I'm just doing the game that I was doing so I can still feel. And I've, I've actually seen people at blackjack tables at table at all kinds of gaming tables. And they really don't achieve catharsis until they've lost all their money. Like the losing is the point at that point. And it's like those people that I just like want to pull off the table and be like, buddy, buddy, you actually have a problem. You you actually need to talk to people and and not come back to this casino because you are you allowed to do that or would you get fired? <laughs> I, would, I would be I would be fired as as an employee. We are not allowed to uh, critique people's uh, situations, but self banning is a thing that people do. And if a person comes up to me and says, "Look, I would like to be banned from this casino." I can run them up the flagpole and get them banned from the casino. Wow. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. You do can people self- do that for like, like they're trying to get better kind of reasons? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Like, they, these, these people have acknowledged they have a gambling addiction. And usually when they do that, they will go to someone and then they will fill out paperwork and the casino will put your photo on file. And if they see you on premises, they will remove you. So you cannot be there. And a self-ban usually lasts for a year. And then after a year, you are allowed to reassess if you want to remain banned from the property or not. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
I can't do that, but if someone comes up to me and tells me that that's the path they want to take, I can get that ball rolling for them and get them uh, get them kicked out of the place that they want to be kicked out of because they know they have a problem and they know they need to stop and and then, and like that's a that's a good thing for them to do really. So and, that's very interesting. Yeah, and it, and I mean, casinos are obviously soulless capitalist enterprise. <laughs> Absolutely. I do appreciate the fact that we do allow that, that like, that is a thing that we will do. We're like, Nope, we're just going to let you in here and keep letting you destroy yourself. Like, I mean, cause that would be them to commit do. a crime and actually get banned from the, right. right, yeah. right. <laughs> we're going to fucking Richard Gase nagle them. They're going to have to shoot up a bag to go to jail. Yeah. Not to play poker anymore. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you shoot up the bank? I didn't want to go to Bellagio anymore. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so glad we could somehow turn that in and on itself and make it a part of the Kennedy assassination. But <laughs> the truth, the thing is, is that blackjack, the, the one thing, last thing I'll say about blackjack, it is like one of the fairest games in the casino. If you like download one of the little cards that tells you how to play the game, or you buy one of those cards from one of the gift cards in a casino, all casinos have those, these cards. The, the casino will let you put that card in front of you and read it while you're playing blackjack. We don't care because hmm. we're hoping that the free drinks and emotions will override shit and you'll start making mistakes anyways. But if you play blackjack perfectly, you're basically flipping a coin with the casino. The casino's edge on blackjack is very small. If everyone played blackjack perfectly, casinos wouldn't spread it. I mean, casinos just wouldn't spread it because they're not nearly making enough money off of the game. Like, the house edge on blackjack is like 0.4%. It's like so small. It's like ridiculous. But you see people staying on 16s against 20s. You see people taking even money instead of uh, holding out for a blackjack when they got an ace. You just see people make mistake after mistake after mistake. And it's just all those bad decisions people are allowed to make is what makes blackjack profitable for the house. So, uh, if you don't make bad decisions, you can very easily win at blackjack. I mean, I see it happen all the time. I see people lose lots of money at blackjack. I see people win a lot of money at blackjack because for the most part, it is a fair game. Like roulette has like a 4% house edge. It is so much more vicious than blackjack. And you play roulette long enough, you are absolutely going to go broke. It's super, it's super brutal. But uh, and you play any other table games like let it ride or three card poker or casino war or any of that dumb stuff. Oh, huge house edge across the board, all those games. Those games are literally just you handing your wallet to the casino and the casino saying thank you and then giving you a tap on the shoulder and sending you out the door. But yeah, if you're going to play one of those games, Blackjack and Crabs are the two best. They're the fairest games in the house. So that's me. That's my world. And uh, <laughs> let me talk that's about your, it. Your expertise. And, uh, yes, that's my expertise. <laughs> that's the world I live in when I'm not... Uh, living in right-wing QAnon loony world or Rob Reiner JFK loony world. So that brings us to our final question, which is always, what are you guys looking forward to? Haley has a, never has a good answer for this question. Or How dare answer. you? How dare you? <laughs> uh, I hey, well, had the whole 12 days of Christmas that I was excited about. You remember that? I you do. Remember? Yeah, but that, that was your first good answer in like three months. Now we're back to this. <laughs> back to this. Yeah. yeah, where I'm just like I don't know. I'm gonna do yeah, she's she's gonna be like lunch. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me a hoagie. It's gonna be delicious. Um, let's see. Well, today is uh Robert F Kennedy's birthday. Um, so we'll be celebrating that right the seventeenth. Um, 
I've been continuing this 12 Days of Christmas nonsense, even though it's no longer 12 Days of Christmas, and just seeing what saints' holidays <laughs> extend out every day, because there are feasts for saints every single day. The, the Catholics and every every sect has all these religious holidays, all these um, saints that they venerate every single day of the year. So I've been kind of looking into a lot of that, but when you look into that, you also see just generally like celebrities with birthdays this day. And I thought today being January 17th and it being Robert F. Kennedy's birthday was kind of funny. RFK Jr.'s birthday, you mean? Yeah. The, mm -hmm. uh, Junior. Yeah, not, 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 his, not his dad. Who goes no, just Junior. Sorry. Yep. The one that's alive. Wait. Yes. 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 Is he? Is he? Who can say? Uh, right now he's alive. I thought I know. I have no breaking mm. news otherwise. Mm. Yeah. Is that him? <laughs> mm. So, Amanda, what are you looking forward to? Oh, geez. I don't know. Yeah, you see, this is sprung on you. <laughs> this, this I'm, I'm going to Soul Cycle at 5 30. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds great. Yeah, sounds it's good. Really fun. Yeah. It's a meek milk glass. Oh. I'm I'm in favor of I'm in favor of any kind of thing that would involve me being energized to be active because I do need that. Um, How's swimming going? Oh, good. It is going well. I, I've I've this I I've been I haven't swum in a week because I have this cold that's been just beating the. Piss oh yeah, out. it's not good to swim. So yeah, so my, my, I'm looking forward to swimming tomorrow. Hopefully, having recovered from this cold now, finally, because uh, it has uh, just been aggravating as all get out. Uh, beyond that, uh, the the sports ball has, is we're, we're racing towards the superb owl, as all us witty uh, jokesters say on the internet about the Super Bowl. And so uh, this weekend's football games should be pretty exciting. Uh, there'll be a ton of fun to watch and uh, probably lose small sums of money on as well, because there's no way they can lose. Smash cut to them losing. No, impossible. But it happens. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, football, luck. swimming, and hopefully uh, just not waking up with a stuffy nose and sore throat for the first time in a week. That would be just chef's kiss. I'm, looking, I'm so looking forward to being healthy again. That'd be wonderful. And uh, no, I am not some um, QAnon person in denial about my disease. I do not have COVID. I tested for it. So I Beautiful. am just, I just have a cold. Honest, honest, honest. So, uh, because I'm the one who's talking now and Elle's not here, it's time for us to leave Hellworld. We are going to walk gingerly down a slow, in a, a slight incline while our very bloody herpes-ridden hand touches a handrail and tries not to leave any more uh, disease upon it. Uh, shout Beautiful. out. And, yes. <laughs> Shout out and thanks to uh, everyone who's helped on the podcast. Uh, DJ Minimal Effort made our original version of our theme, which I accidentally remixed. And Amanda did not get to hear because uh, the soundboard broke. You heard it in post-production. Spoilers, that's what happened. Um, beyond that, uh, thanks to Frosty VO for our bumps and taking care of us. Shout um, out, Frosty. Yeah, shout out, Frosty. If you want to continue supporting the show, please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to it. If you want to give us money, go to patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. For $5 or more, you can get access to all our delicious bonus content. And if not, you can give us two bucks. We'll give you a shout-out. We'll tell you that you're awesome. If you want to give someone money, that's not us because we're just idiots on the Internet talking about stuff that's silly. Uh, go to love146.org. 
They are an organization that is fighting human trafficking, and that is something that people should do, not just scream and yell about Tom Hanks being a pedophile on the internet. So for another quote-unquote successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I am Mike Rains, signing off for Haley and Amanda. Good speed, patriots. Bam. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.